Warning. This podcast does not contain actual virgins. Discretion is advised. The Movie Virgins. I'm Lindsay Schaefer. And I'm Leah Bross. And this is Movie Virgins, a weekly discussion of our first times with movies. Each week, one of us is re-watching the film and the other is seeing it for the first time. And this week, we're joined by Mike Sheets. Hi, Mike. Very Hello. special guest. Thanks for having me. It's been, we've been trying to do this for a while. We have. I'm, I'm excited. Leah's excited. Lindsay's indifferent. But uh, I'm, I'm here. She's here. available. She showed up. So the reason that Mike is here, aside from the fact that, you know, we kind of like him, is that uh, this asshole's never seen Titanic. He never made seen virgin. it. <laughs> the, so he's this week's movie virgin because Lindsay and I have seen it. And it's shocking to me, Mike, that you haven't ever seen this film, especially considering how fucking much you love Leo. So I love him. (laughs) Please tell us why the hell you have had never watched this movie. So you have to understand that when this movie came out, I was 15, which was, you know, way younger than you two. Whoa. Um, Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) I I was 15. I think I was 18. No, wait, when was this? You weren't 18. It was 1997. Dude, I was fucking 16. Give me a fucking break. So at this point, I just had zero interest when it came out because at its core, Titanic is a romance movie. And 15-year-old Mike, um, I was kind of growing out of my action movie phase, I guess, but I was more into stupid comedies and dramas and, you know, a big romance movie. It just, it just wasn't my thing. Um... I don't remember there ever being a time when I was like, should I see it? Should I not? Like, I just I just had no interest. And it ended up getting so big. You know, I knew people who saw it multiple times. Um, All the girls were gaga over Leo. And like people were talking about it so much. I think that because I was not interested, I almost became like I wanted distant to distance myself from it even more because I just. You know, everybody was loving it. I was not interested, so I was just going to, like, I was just, screw it. I'm not going to see this movie. Um, and so it, it almost got to be eventually, like, a badge of honor. Like, people would say, like, you haven't seen Titanic? I'm like, no. Like, I, you know, I haven't seen it. I'm not going to see it. I don't care. And Such, such a Sagittarius. This is, this yeah. is exactly <laughs> how I was with Speed, and yet I was forced to watch that recently. Well, m- but m- it was the same idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so as I grew older, you know, I I had less strong feelings about it. Now, I had opportunities to see it. We had the uh, because this movie is like, you know, five hours long. We had the my family had the VHS, which was the double, the double cassette. 
Um, we had it at my house. It never even dawned on me to put it on. Um, we had you a basement. Had cable TV. I mean, yeah. So some of those years, um, we had a basement with a bunch of movie posters in it that my mom, I guess, picked. So they were classics. One of them was Star Wars. We had Wizard of Oz, and we had a Titanic poster. Still, like, so it was it was there. It was always peering peering down at me. Um, but it just never, I never had the thought like, should I watch this movie? Like it just not interested. Um, and yeah, because I love Leo so much now, as I'm sure we'll get into, I kind of got to the point later in life where I was like, I'm, I'd be okay seeing it, but it's so long. And I have two kids now that any movie that's over three hours is like, is a two night event. So me and my wife have to kind of plan ahead um when are we going to watch this we, we don't want to watch it one night and then wait five days so it's it's just a whole thing and so i just i never got to it until you guys made me watch it would you when, have, would you i just want to would you have watched it if uh if it was on quibi in like little 10 minute chunks you could yeah. just like in in the bathroom during bathroom yeah, maybe just yeah uh just <laughs> knock out 10 minutes a, 10 minutes a day <laughs> Yeah, come back. It's like, a, a it's like reading tweets. I, I want to know, though, when you fell in love with Leo, because I feel like so many people of our generation, so many girls of yeah. our generation, not me, to be clear, but so many women fell in love with him in Titanic. And I feel like for you, was it like the beach? Was that what did it for you? So <laughs> I was it very... Or what's eating Gilbert Grape? Like, no, no, I want to guess. What's Gilbert Grape is amazing. I'm guessing it's Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> so I have I have very little history with Leo early on. I mean, I saw him in, in uh, Growing Pains, and I saw Romeo and Juliet, Romeo only Juliet. because we were hanging out with a bunch of girls, and they wanted to watch it. Um, I never saw What's a Eating... a great soundtrack. It's a really fucking good movie, guys. That's when I fell in love with Leo, but go on. We uh, I, So I never saw What's Eating Gilbert Grape. I never saw Titanic. I never saw... The beach. What's eating Gilbert uh, Great is great. It's actually it's a, a bad, really good, movie. really good movie. Yeah. And so yeah, I saw, I saw Gangs of New York, but I, it, it was Catch Me If You Can was the one that, like, that movie. That movie is one of the most rewatchable movies for me. Where it's just so good, it's so watchable, um, and yeah. Like, his filmography is just, like, he makes, I wouldn't say every movie he makes is good, but every movie he makes is interesting, at least. And now, like, every movie he makes is an event. And there's just no other actor or actress in Hollywood who who does that now. So, in his filmography, if you just go through it, um, it's amazing. Like, he's made probably eight to ten, like, legitimately great movies and there just aren't that many actors like that so like that's Lindsay's part of the reason the <laughs> i don't know about eight i'm just speaking like the that. the facts here oh um, well <laughs> are we gonna have I to mean, talk about the revenant because count them down though there's like what there's uh inception shutter island uh the departed all right there i got three uh where are the can, others aviator yeah. Django Unchained, uh, the was good. Wolf of Django Wall Street. Unchained. But Django Unchained wasn't his movie either. He, I, yeah, he just I agree. showed up but for a few. He does, so. he does, he works with, 
he's at a point where he only works with like the best directors, Scorsese, Tarantino, Spielberg. Like, that's really kind of putting yourself in a corner there. I mean, maybe you should get involved with some of the real good quality up and comers and. Like I feel, actually, I feel like on your on your show, different. you guys you guys have discussed Leo versus Matt Damon, right? Yeah. And I love Matt Damon. He's America's sweetheart, right, Leah? <laughs> um, but we, Matt Damon makes some bad choices. Like, oh yeah, he's made some stinkers. Leo's not. Yeah, I just make... feel like Leo has too. But you haven't seen The Beach, so. Okay. I, I mean, I'm talking in the last eighteen to twenty years. Uh, Gangs of New York, also. Gangs of New York is not. Gangs of New York has fucking Daniel Day Lewis. Who, if we're gonna talk about amazing actors, Daniel Day Lewis. And Daniel Day Lewis has made some shitty movies too. Even though he's amazing, he's made some shitty movies. Gangs of New York is one of them. I don't. You also saw it, okay? Did you see? Did you see the Great Wall? Did you see the Great Wall with Matt Damon? No, you didn't. (laughs) No, no, I understand what you're saying. He's not gonna make the Great Wall. He's, well, uh, I don't know. Maybe he was approached first. <laughs> no, yeah. I get what you're saying about him making interesting choices, at least. I think that's fair to say. But I wouldn't necessarily say that they're all good. <laughs> I think it's, it's, it's how I felt. It's still how I felt about it when we talked about The Departed. Leo is fire. Every role that he is in, he's just balls to the wall. Like, he's just like, I'm going to fucking blow it out. And... It's it's always like this. It's a not quite Pacino level like blah, but it's but it, very it's close. Intense. Yeah, intensity. Yeah, and I feel like in his earlier like Romeo and Juliet is a melodramatic movie, so I expect him to be like blah. But I will say I think and maybe I'm getting ahead of myself here in Titanic. I feel like he is just right. Oh, just you right? Yes. Well, yeah. Let's. You know what? Let's just get into the Titanic. Let's go for it. Um, unless, unless, Mike, you want to talk about Leo some more before we... Well, we'll get back to Leo well, anyway. He's Leo gonna, he's is gonna in this movie, in. so I think, yeah. I think we'll have time. Okay, so I saw Titanic for the first time in the theater, 1997. December 97, I would have been a senior in high school. I saw it three times in the theater with three different groups of friends. The best time was the time that my buddies had, like, I don't know, we get into the theater and I'm... They're talking about getting drunk. And I was like, what do you mean? And like my friend Will like pulls a beer out of his coat. And I was like, you're so prepared. You're like a Boy Scout. Um, And I had a great time every time. Like I just get sucked into it. I, I and it, watching it last night, it feels like two movies smashed together. But I think when I was watching it back then, it didn't feel long to me. It just felt great. I adored Leo. I thought he was fabulous but I was really also enamored of Kate Winslet I think I fell in love with her and to this day she is like if I could have anybody's body and face and hair it would be her like I think she's just incredible looking so if I could body snatch (laughs) anyone um it would be and and I knew so I had never really seen her before so that's part of it too like it's my first time seeing her Leo I remembered I knew him from um Romeo and Juliet um so yeah and I think the things that stuck out to me the first time were that uh the scene on the couch with the naked drawing because that was kind of 
I'm with my little high school friends and were you scandalized? Naked, naked girl. Oh my goodness. Um, I mean, I remember that being a thing, even having not seen it. That yeah. more so that it was a PG-13 and they had a scene like this because a lot of friends my age, you know, couldn't, you know, legally, I guess, get into a uh, R-rated movie. But you know, this was PG-13 and it was uh, mm-hmm. readily and available. Movies. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And and she was na- naked. Um. So, so yeah, I mean, there were cheesy moments, but there are so many things that kind of stick with me. Even now, like watching it last night, I was remembering, like, I have definitely stood at the front of a boat and yelled, I'm the king of the world. I've climbed to the top of a hill and yelled, I'm the king of the world. Um, all that cheesy stuff, like, oh, was, it was good. I really enjoyed it. I, I don't know. Like, I, I loved it. I wouldn't have seen it three times in the theater if I if I didn't love it. And I've seen it a few times since, probably not all the way through in a very long time. Uh, I did consider buying it. I didn't. Oh, you uh, mean like last night? Last night, I did consider buying it, yeah. But I passed. So, so Lindsay, you, I, oh, go ahead. What were you going to say, Mike? Is that I've, I've never actually seen a movie three times in the theater. Oh, I've I seen a, hand, a handful twice. Anchorman, Sixth Sense, Prestige, a few. But this three is times... The, I, I, I only, this is the only one that I've probably seen multiple times in the theater that I can think of. I have seen Fellowship of the Ring. I oh, saw five five times in the theater. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> if I hadn't watched it once, I'd probably pass out and never wake oh, up. You're going to have to watch it. I can't wait. That was actually one that was- movie that I fell asleep in in the theater uh, not because i wasn't enjoying it but it's just because it's soothing so long yeah <laughs> soothing. that's another word for it sure yeah so Lindsay, what about your first time with titan titani um so i it must have come out around christmas time it did I, it was because, summer 1997 yeah, yeah i remember uh going to the theater and we were sitting like at the very top row and there was a woman sitting in front of us who was trying to save seats and was just bitching and bitching and bitching because some because the it was sold out i think we might have gone like opening weekend and she was just being a giant fucking cunt and the reason i remember this is because i remember because she was like trying to save seats while people kept coming in and wanting to sit you know and we didn't even know if her people were going to show up and all this but i remember telling her something like it's Christmas. Stop being such a fucking bitch. Wait, this was 16-year-old Lindsay, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Lindsay said worse things to adults as a younger child than that. Yeah, so. I mean, I know how she talks now. I just didn't know how early it went. She's been like this since she was very young. <laughs> oh, I had, I remember walking home from school one day when I was, was my favorite, in elementary my favorite school. Stories. Yeah, when I was in elementary school, so I must have been at the most 12 I think I was probably like 10 or 11 um and (laughs) somebody said something it was a group of us walking home and I yelled back at them it was either fuck you or go fuck yourself something like that and one of the moms like turned around and yelled at me hey there are children here and I screamed back at her I'm a fucking child (laughs) class act that's interesting because you you talk so much about how you didn't have a lot of friends in that uh, in in school, and that when when a student would say, "Hey, Lindsay," 
in the hallway, you wouldn't even turn around because you just knew it wasn't was, you. So I, I'm interested you even got in, you even got into, you know, a conversation with these with these children. <laughs> in high school, there were so many Lindsays, and for whatever reason, they were all really popular. Yeah. So I just assumed if somebody said, "Hey, Lindsay," they were talking to one of them. <laughs> It's so sad. It's really sad. I know. You guys, I already like canceled my therapy appointment this week. We don't need to. Anyway, <laughs> that's the main thing that I remember about my first time with Titanic is uh, that, that, that interaction right before the movie start. Um, and I, I remember thinking this is really long. Uh, probably about a third of the way in. This is really long. And... Uh, I remember laughing a lot when when the boat was going down. Um, there were some moments that I couldn't keep myself from from giggling and snickering because it was so ridiculous. But Lindsay, Lindsay, this is the thing. When I watch it, I still feel this way because I remember thinking about it the first time I watched it. This is reenacting a tragic event that happened for real. Like you're no. laughing at no, no, no. I am yeah. laughing at what I think is a not good movie. Now, if this was actually a movie that played on the true historical event and didn't just feed me enough cheese to give me diarrhea all day, I probably would have been in a better headspace to actually accept it as a real, because it is a horrible story. And I have watched many actual documentaries on have you seen the Titanic. The, have you watched A Night to Remember? Have you seen that? Oh, yeah, in, in high school. I mean, yeah, years ago, seen. which I guess this was in high school too. But yeah, that was a long time ago too. Um, yeah, it, it was just, I don't, I don't deal well with romance. Like romantic comedies are one thing because there's comedy involved, but when there's no comedy in it, like a Nicholas Sparks kind of situation, mm -hmm. I just can't, I just can't take it. And there was so much, there was just so much. Like, I do you want to, do you want to hear? I took notes. Do you want to hear my notes? Oh from my last god! Night? I yes. Okay. I have. I wrote down four things. Are you ready? I'm ready. S something Picasso really. Like, you're going to say to somebody, like, oh, I don't remember his name. It was something Picasso. Oh, really? That's what you're not, not like Pablo something, but something Picasso. That's what she's going to say. Which also, no, you didn't have any fucking Picassos on that boat, okay? Let us be clear. At the end, there's a Degas. No, there was not yeah, a Degas, Degas that you just happened to bring along with you on the boat. They're talking about Monet and he's like touching it. No, you don't touch it. Uh, <laughs> No on Freud. That's another note I have. Because you're talking about his treatise on psychosocial development, which was published suspiciously almost 10 years after this event. And you're trying to make people sound like uh, they should really read about, about Freud. Sure. Yeah. Okay, lady. Uh-huh. Sure. And then, and this is about two hours later, <laughs> my, note, my note says, and I quote, Theoden King. Because the captain of the Titanic is Theoden from Lord of the Rings. You guys, no. you're killing oh, me. Oh, okay, no, so no. Amazing. I somehow missed that one. Yeah, it was so amazing. I got really. I didn't excited have that one written for like, down. For like five minutes in this three-hour-long period, I was super pumped. So the guy um, and down the ship is from Lord of the Rings. Yes, he is Theoden, king, king of Rohan. <laughs> you're just okay. Like. <laughs> 
the final note that I have, Leah, the final note that I have here. So much squealing and screaming. Fuck. And that was not when the boat was going down. <laughs> that was just Rose. Just Rose. Uh, just yeah. running all over the place. And then by the time by the time she's rescuing him, I don't understand. Like, I'm pretty sure three quarters of the dialogue in this movie was, Jack! Rose! Rose! Jack! Jack! Rose! I, I actually Rose! wrote that down about Rose. how often he says Rose. Like, it's... It's nonstop. Like every sentence, like he refers to her as Rose. And like, mm -hmm. I never, I never call somebody by their name, really, if they're just right there in front of me and we're it's alone. Like, the first alone. rule of dialogue yeah. writing is that people don't say each other's names like that. Unless, unless I'm trying to get somebody's attention. Like, right. which again, you know, she's the only person there. Right. So, yeah. Get the axe, I mean, Rose. They, exactly. <laughs> Rose, take a couple assume. practice swings. <laughs> Oh, well, those were terrible swings, but by all means, I'll trust you with my hands. And then she shut her eyes. I know. I know. There were so many near misses. And that is something I thought of last night. There's just so many near misses and close calls. Like, they're in the belly of the ship. They're out of the belly. They're back in the belly. They're out of the belly. They're back in the belly. Like, it's it was so much. still heart pounding. I remember the first time I saw it, too. This The bit where they're in the hallway with the little boy and the water's coming in. And she's like, we can't leave him. And they grab him. And then his dad shows up and he grabs him and he gets blown away by water. And then they're running as the water is whooshing behind them. And it's so obviously CGI'd their faces onto the stunt people's bodies. It really annoys me. Anytime I can see the CGI, it makes me crazy. That drove me crazy the first time I saw it. Oh, drove really? Even, even back in the day? Oh, was, yeah. Because yeah. a, a lot of the stuff, I mean... Like, I was reading the trivia and stuff last night. It was practical effects. Like, when they flooded that dining room, they did it one time, and they had one take. Like, yeah. so I know they spent a lot of time making it look real and having really um, realistic-looking sets. And I think the other thing about watching it last night again, just the – because I think that's actual shots at the ship under the water, right? Am I wrong about that? I thought so. No, uh, I think that's right. Because I had yeah. heard that that's one of the reasons – reasons James uh, Cameron wanted to make this movie is to kind of fund him to actually do some of these deep sea mm -hmm. excursions and right because he know, went on after ship. and did like some IMAX documentary and everything yeah so. so I thought that was like really 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 cool to see and then it do, they do it a little bit in the beginning and they do it again in the end when Rose I don't know falls asleep dies that was one of my questions but when she goes back and you see it kind of morph from the submerged ship sunken ship to the the actual or like the titanic on our you know maiden voyage but yeah i didn't i enjoyed watching it last night i probably wasn't as enthralled by the back half as i was the first time i saw it um and i'm definitely Looking at it and thinking, like, thinking about the makeup and thinking about the costumes more, I think, now than I probably was back then, too. Like, everything Rose wears. I'm obsessed with it. Oh, no. She's, yeah, gorgeous, first of all. Um, and it's weird. Like, you were talking about, you know, if you could have anybody's face, it would be Kate Winslet's face. And I, I don't want to sound like a dick, but I've never thought that she's, I, I never thought that she was necessarily attractive as in, like, I don't know. There's something that I don't necessarily find her attractive, but she is 
beautiful in a very um, doll-like way. You know what I mean? Like she's kind of perfect, like this porcelain doll. And her hair was so bright red and the makeup was perfect and the clothes were perfect. Yeah. And the clothes. Was, I know. It was great. I can't and say the clothes person. made a... I can't say the clothes made a big impact on me. Impact on you? No. I'll have to. I'll <laughs> you weren't have to just, pay more. T- you weren't just thinking. The like time. God, I would kill for that dress. <laughs> yeah. So, Mike, I'm curious since you had never seen it before. There were obviously things that, like the the naked scene, of course, the drawing and all that. But was it? Did it meet your expectations? Did like what did you think? Or what expectations did you have too? Yeah. I tried to go into it without a lot of expectations, honestly. Yeah. And, I, you know, I think we're far enough away that the hype had, you know, died down a little bit. Um, I, I had forgotten. Right. I had forgotten that this movie was so critically acclaimed. Like, it, it won 11, 11 Oscars, Oscars, including Best Picture, Best Director, uh, Effects, I think, ton of others. Costuming, all that stuff, yeah. Um, and so, kind of looking at it through that lens, like... But yeah, how do we feel about that? Like, <laughs> I would never watch this movie and just think like, this was one of the like this was the best movie of of the year, or even, you know, one of the best movies of all time. Like, it th- there there were a lot of issues with it. Um, but if if you kind of put all that aside, which which I did, like I enjoyed it. Like, I thought it did. It was interesting in that. Um, like you said, Leah, like it is a it kind of like two movies where there's the central romance and then there's the sinking of the ship, which um, is like it's in, it's a unique movie in that the crux of it is the the love story, but it's also just on this really big uh, grand scale. And I thought that was, you know, I actually didn't have the only real problems I had with some of the like effects where i noticed a lot of green screen with the sky um oh yeah when the ship's in the water and that kind of stuff right but other than that like i thought like even you know 20 something years later i thought like the effects i guess because a lot of them were practical i thought those held up really well um you know if you take out like yeah there's a lot of cheese with the romance and like there's the same issue in this movie as there is with a lot of romantic movies where it's just unrealistic or or maybe even something like the bachelor where like, you know, these people are falling in love in like three or four days and like, it just doesn't make like, that's not how life works, but I'm okay. That's probably why he kept saying Rose. He probably was just reminding himself of what her name is. Who is this? Yeah. Right. Um, Guys, they were young and in love. Can we not just buy, like, have you never felt that? Have you never met somebody and had an instant connection and be like, come on, people? Well, no. the, the point the point I'm kind of getting to is that, like, I'm I'm OK forgiving that, like that. It's a little ridiculous, like I'm because that's that's just how these movies work. There's just not enough time. Um, so I thought I thought the romance worked well. I thought the 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 whole sinking of the ship was uh, very interesting and well done. Like I. Like when the ship is just like, you know, going up 90 degrees and kind of coming down and everybody is sliding down. And like, I, I thought it was all like, you know, some of the suspense is lost, I guess, in a movie like this, because I had I'd never seen it. But like 
there's a lot of scenes that I have seen, you know, without having seen the movie. Um, and I'm a big sucker for like a sacrifice in a movie. And, and I guess you could say that Jack sacrificed himself. Uh, but it didn't really impact me because I knew it was coming. And it is a little, maybe we'll talk about the whole, like, could he have fit on the door or whatever? <laughs> I know that's a big room. thing. Um, <laughs> but like, I, I guess the short of it is like, you know, I wasn't blown away by it. I didn't think like, this is just amazing or great, but like, I really enjoyed it. I, I thought it hit both sides. I thought the romance and the, uh, the scale of the Titanic and the tragedy, like I thought, I thought it worked pretty well. They had to give us the romance, so we gave a shit about the tragedy, which is sad. Lindsay, you're right. Did that why to spoon feed us with it? But it's but also there are kind of- so many. You don't have to do that. You're talking about you're talking about a ship that had how many people on it, and there were people on that ship, real people who had families and yeah. lives and yeah. loves. You I didn't know, have to but- make up a corny, cheesy nonsense teenage romance with great. It's a, it's a '90s movie in that way. Like it has the song and it has the drama and the romance, and they cast these two young leads that were. Honestly, I mean, I can't speak too much for Kate Winslet's career, but I think she's done some 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 okay stuff. Oh, she's done some amazing stuff. Yeah. So I mean, mm. I, I looked at IMDb. So? Uh, Eternal Sunshine that... of the Spotless Mind. Eternal Sunshine. First pretty... of all, as a romance, way better than this movie. I mean, I like that movie. I just don't look at her filmography and see many good movies. Little Children was uh, uh, pretty disturbing and one. and. And Great Revolutionary Road. The holiday, the holiday is a, a romantic comedy for the ages. Like, that's a really great romantic comedy. That's um, one of Rachel's favorites, and that's probably a movie I end up seeing like three times a year. Um, <laughs> Not even just, just on Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's a great movie. So, yeah. Playing on repeat. I guess I just think that it. He wanted. He set out to make an epic film about this disaster, and really, I didn't know much about the Titanic going in. And I remember, I liked how they, uh, the framing of it with the old lady and Bill Paxton and his team of like all of that is. Can we talk for a second though about about both of them, about Bill Paxton and about Gloria? What's her face? First mm-hmm. of all, she was nominated for an Oscar for this, and is that I remember. The old lady? Yeah, yes, and I remember thinking oh. as a supporting actress, because I remember thinking as a child, I was 16, I remember being really angry about that. Like, and really just angry. Just cursing, she's, cursing at the television. Just cursing. <laughs> but it's stupid. First of all, she's in it for five minutes. Second of all, I'm sorry. I, she's had a great, long, amazing career. But she wasn't very good in this either. I thought she was kind of awful, personally. But, you know, you put her up next to... Bill Paxton, rest in peace. Like, I fucking love you, but that blonde hair and the earrings. With the shirt, like, open (laughs) and the tan. I mean, what? You could tell tell that he was, like, the explorer dude who James Cameron, like, fancies himself as. He even has has the Brock is his name. I thought, and when they were, when they had the submersibles down around Titanic, they kept saying his name. Cause I think my, those might've been the actual guys running the submersibles, but they kept saying Brock. What? Maybe that's just how Cameron writes. Like everybody has to say everybody's name. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Also, 
what the, the when when they're cleaning off the drawing and he's just like oh give me that and reaches in with his filthy fucking fingers he probably had like fucking cheeto fingers or something and he's reaching it <laughs> she's handling this with kit gloves wearing like latex gloves with this old amazing brittle piece of art and he's just like gimme 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 and getting <laughs> cheeto fingers all over the place do you think <laughs> what did i i wrote this down at some point i'm like uh, is it, how do you feel about, or how amused are you that Brock just wants the diamond? Like, that's all he fucking wants. And all he gets is this shitty teenage love story about the ship, like, on the ship. Like, that's all he gets. He doesn't get any kind of, I mean, maybe he hooks up with the, the granddaughter at some point. He gets a sh- shitty teenage love story told from the point of view of a decrepit hundred-year-old woman. <laughs> that lasts about three hours. For three, three hours. hour story. Talking yeah. about the most erotic moment of her life. Like you just Can you just imagine her? She's like, and then I slammed my hand up against the window <laughs> and it slid down the steam. And it was so erotic. <laughs> wait, wait. Was it his hand or her hand? Because this has been killing me my entire life. I thought it was because her hand. Leo has such feminine fingers. <laughs> He does. He's got long, slender hands. I assumed it was her. I've always I assumed it was her. Want to weigh in here? Uh, it's funny. Rachel mentioned like this was an like, iconic visual, the hand against the glass. This was actually, I had you no, seen no, I'd never seen that. I wow. and so, yeah. Um, I mean, if I have to vote, I'm gonna vote for uh, Rose. But uh, did, you know, did it I don't feel have erotic. To- did it feel really erotic to you? Uh, <laughs> like perhaps feel the most erotic experience of your life. It's funny because initially, yeah, when the old lady is telling the story, she mentions that the drawing, like that's the most erotic moment of her life up until that point, which I guess is a little foreshadowing mm-hmm. to, to this moment. But yeah, I, I think the hand, I think the hand is hers. I, th- I think that would make I, I sense. I always assumed it was. I never even, it never even crossed my mind that it could have been Leo until you just <laughs> mentioned it. I guess you've swayed me and I, I will, I will go ahead and agree that it's hers, but that's been bothering me my entire life. And when I saw it again last night, I'm like, whose hand is it? I well, mean, we're he talk- was on top. He was on top. But they could have moved. I also loved, haha. <laughs> So she does consent. She's like, put your hands on my body, right? I and love then, that she tells him to, though. That's not uh-huh. just consent. That's like, let's do this. Let's fucking do let's it. Let's go. Yeah. Well, she such also a, basically. Such a 17-year-old privileged white girl thing to do. <laughs> oh, and I this must have been edited out all the other times I've seen it. But when they're in the breakfast room, her and Cal having breakfast one morning. And it's the night after she goes to the party with Leo. And Cal's like, I had thought that you would come to me last night. And I was like, ooh, were they already fucking? But I don't think they were fucking. I think he was just hoping she would because he gave her that big fucking diamond. I don't know, though. Like, I, I thought about that, too. I hadn't really thought about that the first time, or at least it didn't click um, the first time I saw it. But when I watched it again last night and I heard him say that, I thought that, too. Like, oh, wait, she seems a little bit experienced. They are engaged. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Which is I totally also, fine. It's totally fine. Do your thing. I don't know. He's have, like 30, isn't he? The, the no, age. No, he's probably like mid-20s. He seems old. Still, 
Yeah. I mean, honestly, she doesn't seem 17 either. So let's give it some 90s license. You know, if we have in 1997, Luke Perry was playing an 18 year old. Right. So (laughs) even though he was 42. When they're done having sex in that like post coital bliss, they're like laid out in the back of this car, which had to be like the most uncomfortable, like the back of a Volkswagen kind of situation. And uh, she's cradling his head in her chest (laughs) It's a little bit too maternal for me. I'm like, Ooh. yeah. I actually do remember thinking when I the first time I saw it too that, I, I mean, let's 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 be clear, Leonardo DiCaprio, he's cool now. I like him as an adult man, but as a as a boy man, he was like a really scrawny motherfucker. <laughs> and he I was. remember thinking even then that here's this like beautiful woman who she's not. She's not a stick thin no, model. You know, she's, yeah, she's a but she did seem bigger than him, older than him, more mature than him in a lot of different ways. Like I remember thinking that even at the time, even though watching it again last night, I got I definitely got more of a obnoxious teenage girl vibe from her. <laughs> but but yeah, the uh the size difference and I don't mean that in a way that like she's huge. It's just She's, she seemed He's, older and she bigger. She seems like a woman, sure. and he seems like a boy. Yes, yes, yes that's exactly. Yeah. So, so, did you guys have crushes? Like he was this Leo at that time was just this huge, like I guess, sex icon for teenage girls. Was that <laughs> a thing for you guys? Was he, no? I thought he was cute. Yeah. My big crush at that time was Will Smith. Those those were the pictures I cut out of magazines and put on my wall. So um, I wasn't, I thought he was cute and I liked him in Romeo and Juliet, but. Yeah, I, I mean, he was, uh, he, exactly. He was cute in that. He was pretty hot in the beach, um, even though it was a terrible movie. I don't remember, no. I, I went through a lot of different phases in the 90s, but there were, I well, would well, say Well, take, take us through like, them, Lindsay. I don't, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, around that time, I was probably in my Ewan McGregor phase. Ooh. That would be my guess. Uh, maybe Jude Law. I had I had a real thing for some of the overseas heroes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it wasn't. I don't think that I really thought that Leonardo DiCaprio was hot, like hot, until probably Inception. The definitely, hundred percent, definitely the, the Departed. Departed. But I remember feeling it in Inception a little bit too. So would um, you fuck him? Like now? Would you fuck him now? Oh, I'm twenty years too old to fuck him. He has to have somebody fresh out of high school, doesn't he? I don't mm-hmm. think he would accept me. Because I think we talked about this in The Departed. I would have sex with him. I just don't. He's not my go-to. Like, I'm not like. I don't. I never thought of him as, like, super hot. He's charismatic. He's fun to watch. He's, a, you know, an interesting actor, I think. But I am not like, oh, he's so hot. Blah. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It, Except in he, The Departed. But otherwise. I think his charisma is what first kind of connected me with this movie. Because uh, mm-hmm. when he's, you know, trying to get on the ship and making the joke about we're Americans, we don't have lice. And um, <laughs> when they're when they get on and they're waving to everybody, like yelling goodbye, like I felt like I felt like it was one of those things where like he he, he just kind of oozed star power like he was even at that age, like. He just kind of had like the it factor in somebody I, else's hands. This would have, I mean, it's cheesy as fuck. 
But in somebody else's hands, it's a disaster. Like when he when he kisses her hand before dinner and then looks up at her and says, I saw that in Nickelodeon once and I always wanted to try it. You can't help but fucking love the shit out of him. Like you love Jack Dawson. He's just and I'm trying to think who else they could have cast. And I didn't look at IMDb. I didn't read through all the fucking trivia. So I don't know. If there were other people up, I feel like I did like McConaughey was maybe an option. Depp was an option. Can you imagine <laughs> McConaughey? <laughs> <laughs> Heading back to Texas. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine McConaughey painting or drawing his French women? <laughs> it's insane. I, well, that I one heard was that. a one-legged whore. <laughs> I had seen somewhere that uh, because he did not get the role as Jack, that I don't know if I don't know if it was just considered or if they actually offered it, but give uh, the role of Cal, um, potentially giving that to McConaughey, which I think might have been interesting because I like I don't know how you guys feel. I think I think Cal is the worst part of this movie. What? Uh, in, in what way? Epic. Well, yeah, I mean, in what way? Like, in in you just hate seeing like, him all the time. He's like he's like a cartoon villain. Like he's yes, all he bad. <laughs> he's just a dick. Um, like there's just I, I guess in my villains I prefer a little nuance, like a little bit of humanism where they're like they're not just this terrible person you absolutely hate. Um, but you don't. He comes at the end. He gives her his coat. Like he completely forgets about the diamond and the coat. Like he. Oh, and right. then what happens? And then he grabs a child so I that know. he can worm <laughs> his way onto a boat. Like, can we? No. Are we gonna completely forget the time when he's running through the water, like shooting at them? Right. Because. But he gave her the car. In love, he was no. obsessed with her. No, he at that point, her. because he turned around to the other guy and he was like. Oh uh, yeah, I uh, dropped the diamond in the coat pocket that I wrapped around her. At that moment, he was fine with losing her. He was like, "Whatever, bitch, gone." <laughs> he just wanted his fucking diamond. I don't know. Right. I think Billy Zane is a really interesting guy, and I think he makes it fun to watch. And I kind of like the cartoonish because there's so much cartoonish stuff that happens with that That's love true. story. I mean, he's got the henchman. What's the guy's love joy? He doesn't get more. Goofy than that. Spicer? And the mother, is that his name? Huh? Is his name Sp- Spicer? <laughs> is that his what? name? Spicer? Spicer? No, 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 Spicer? no, no, no. I think it was Lovejoy. Spicer? Let me let me look it up. Was Spicer? it Spicer Lovejoy? <laughs> I think it might have been. And then, and then the mom, when she she's tying up her daughter's corset and she's turns around in the melodramatic moment and, do you want me to be a seamstress? Sell off all of our beautiful things? on memories like tears in her eyes it's so cheesy and like whatever picasso (laughs) but yeah i I think yeah it was spicer lovejoy that's the name spicer lovejoy what the fuck kind of name is that (laughs) that's a big good a name as brock (laughs) so yeah what um what else do you guys want to talk about oh oh god I forgot I wrote this down. With <laughs> okay, a couple of things that Rose, the voiceover that Rose is giving while she's telling the story. Um, old Rose. Old Rose, yeah. Old can, Rose. can I say something about Old Rose? Please yeah. do. Um, Did she turn you on? Well, 
what is the deal like with all of the luggage yeah, and right? all of the pictures? Like she she's staying on the boat and she brings like 20 pictures. It's because she can't let go, Mike. Can but we be clear though? No, no, no. The pictures are all of her. Like, yeah. It's her on the back of a horse. Like it's That's just. So we can see that it's fucking at the end weird, of the right? She's dead. So, if, but a couple of things here. First of if, all, if you're okay, go ahead. <laughs> first of all, why in the hell would someone who survived the sinking of the Titanic agree to sleep upon a boat in the middle of the ocean ever again? I understand that supposedly she wanted to throw this diamond back into the ocean. Whatever. If she even actually really remembered that she still had the diamond, which, come on, you're a struggling actress for years and you don't sell that thing? I don't buy that for a second. It's all nonsense. And then she actually gets on a boat. There's no way she would get on a boat. Yes, she has pictures of herself and her granddaughter doesn't even recognize her in the drawing, which looks exactly like the 27 Mm -hmm. pictures she has piled up around her bed. I don't know. And that poor dog. I don't know. I'm very afraid that the dog just like fell off the deck at some point. I don't know why he would be there. I think when she went back, she knew it was the end. Because I guess in in the end of the movie, she dies, right? That's what happens. She dies and she goes back to Titanic with all the ghosts. I don't know. No one held a mirror under her mouth to see. It's a very Inception-like moment. The top is spinning and spinning and spinning. (laughs) She was like 112. If she wasn't going to die in that moment, it was going to happen within a few days. I didn't I didn't think it never dawned on me that she died. I thought she was just reminiscing like having but, a dream. And but it, that, you know, but at that age, yeah, I mean, it was I nothing think that a selfish I think dream died. to have though. Like to your point about how selfish she obviously is that she and and self-involved that she only has pictures of herself when she even said she has her granddaughter there were there any pictures of her granddaughter? No. Any pictures of her children? No, only pictures of herself. And then the dream she has, which may or may not have been her final dream, involves her kissing a boy in front of hundreds of dead people who applaud. They applaud. Why are these yeah. people applauding you? <laughs> they don't give a shit about your story. They were all horribly killed. No, in this terrible it's like she accident. comes back home to like. No. Like she's gone to no. rest with the ghosts. No. I I thought it was a nice little moment. I. I don't know what? why they have to all be all be dead ghosts. I mean, it was like her her Mr. Holland's Opus moment where everybody's just kind of clapping and cheering. And don't we all want that moment at some but point? Why? Guys... Not if you haven't done anything. Wait, what wait, wait, done? wait. So when you die, you don't go to heaven. You go to Titanic. I don't think she died. I think she was just thinking about the story she told for three hours. I think she died. He's. Like, I think she died, and she, her spirit goes to be with Jack and all the other people who died. What kind of dreams do you think the other guys on that boat had that night, though? Because I feel like they were all dreams about this hundred-year-old woman getting fucked by a teenager. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very concerned about what haunted their sleep. I think Ross way into the granddaughter's pants, so I don't think he was dreaming. I think he was staying up all night. They all seemed pretty moved by the story at the end of it. They did. They, did. It they weird, were tearing right? They were tearing I up. mean, uh, Bill Paxson, like, had a transformation of, like, for the first time <laughs> yeah. realizing, you know, he's been, I've been going real people here. for years. And, you know, so it meant a lot to him. 
one of the things he says when he's kind of recording his little thing, he says something like, seeing her coming out of the darkness like a ghost ship. And I was like, <laughs> fucking A, ghost ship, ghost ship, I, bringing I it full circle. I definitely thought of you when uh, they said that. <laughs> and uh, when Rose is given the voiceover, initially she's talking about the ship. And she was like, every it was. She first she says Titanic was the ship of dreams, and it really was. But then later on, she goes, everyone else thought the Titanic was the ship of dreams, but to me, and this is where it gets bad. It was a slave ship bringing me back to America and yes. Chains. I was like, yes, ooh, not a oh, good. Oh, honey, no. Old Rose. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that was real bad. And I, I was like, James Cameron, oof, you need to edit that out. That was bad. He's such a fucking fool. <laughs> I just had so many questions. Oh, uh, okay. Is this like James, whose hand was that? Is this <laughs> is this James Cameron's best movie? Oh, oh. Leah, Terminator, Terminator Two. two. <laughs> Come I, on, true lies, true lies though. True lies is terrific. That's a uh, peak James pa- or uh, not James pa- uh, Bill Paxton. That's elite Bill Paxton. I I I do feel like Titanic is better than Avatar. I'll give you that. Yes, it is better than Avatar. That movie makes me fucking crazy. You're gonna get four more of them. So. Yeah, I know. Have you and guys? Sam oh. Worthington is uh, or has been a bit of an obsession for me too, which means I may actually have to watch those. Ugh. Sam Worthington. I don't. I can't explain really these him. things to you. <laughs> they just happen. She what's really the last? Him. What's the last significant thing he's done? Um, there was Avatar? a movie on Netflix. There was a movie on Netflix <laughs> that was so. really bad, where he like may or may not have killed his wife and kid. But I'm uh, and the last thing that I cared about really was Everest. But that was actually the movie that I cared about because there's an example of a movie about a real event. That was horrifying and devastating, and they didn't throw any weird, schlocky, made-up romance nonsense into it to try to make it more palatable for the masses. Man, Everest was really fucking depressing, though. Like, yeah, I just said people died. That I was know. A great book people died on Titanic, but at least it leaves you with like hope, and it's like a, I don't know. Um, I, I think I that's your see... problem—the romance with hope. Ugh, no, that's not what you. Nah. I can see Sam Worthington having a little bit of that uh, Sebastian Stan thing going he on. He does. You yeah. say that with such like disdain. Well, Sebastian Stan, I just I don't get it, not at all. <laughs> I don't get it either. But she sent me, she sent me a picture the other day, <laughs> and it was just a bunch of Sebastian Stan arm shots, like it's all stitched arm. together. <laughs> I didn't make it. I found it. I, know. I was like, did you make this? She goes, no. And uh, somebody else did. And I'm really starting to worry about him. And I'm like, why? And she's like, for all the people that are obsessed with him. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. And I'm sure it's true of a lot of actors. Like Leo probably has it really bad, too, or did at least back in the day. But, man, there are some people who are crazy obsessed. And it's it's terrifying. Did all the forearm shots, were they of him with the middle arm? No. 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 It was him, like, one was, like, him actually, like, (laughs) that metal arm really gets me going. Yeah. So, guys, what's the biggest <laughs> boat or ship that you have ever, ever been on? Have you been on a cruise ship? No. Those, like, 
germ death traps. Yeah, I wouldn't want to go on a cruise even before COVID. The closest I got was on a vacation to the Bahamas with Rachel's family where we took a boat from Florida to the Bahamas. And that was like a handful of hours. But I've, I've never actually done a... like. Was it like a cruise scale. ship, though? I mean, it had some cruise elements, I guess, but it wasn't, we didn't stay there. Like, it was only a handful of hours. Like, they had, I think they had some entertainment and drinks and, like, that kind of stuff. Booze cruise. Um, yeah. I mean, um, I, but I, I took a ferry. That was a pretty big boat from, I don't know, from um, I don't know, somewhere in northern England over to Belfast. I actually read in doing all my research for this, they somebody is building a Titanic 2, which is supposed to be just like the first one, and it was supposed to actually like um, start sailing in uh, 2022, which I'm guessing is probably pushed back because boats aren't really a place that people want to be right now. Be right but, now? Uh, I don't know. Would you want to go on... Would you want to go on a Titan? Like, why would you want to go on a boat named after a terrible disaster? Like, are you going to fly to Hindenburg too? I don't yeah. understand. Well, I think if they built it, it's just like a like a historical thing. If they kind of built it, hopefully with a little more, uh, you know, they don't want the water getting into that fifth. What is it? The, you know, they showed the the, compartments? the, the fifth compartment. Mm-hmm. The fourth one is okay. The fifth, they were screwed. Well, so they got to they got to <laughs> figure that part out. I don't, uh, the trivia that I was reading last night said that somebody did some kind of scientific bullshit and they were like, if they'd have struck the iceberg head on, they probably wouldn't have sank. I don't know if I believe that. Who said, why, how? Uh, it's not, it's okay. not even real science. It's just like IMDb trivia. <laughs> was that that iceberg did really come out. Of, in, in terms of the movie, I know they talked about it. I knew that it was coming, but when they first saw the iceberg, Man, it just showed, it really showed up quickly. It really escalated things. Because it was, <laughs> it's, it was like, it looked like it was like 10 feet away. I definitely had a different feeling watching it now. Because you're watching the faces of all the people who are in charge of the ship. And that look on their face of like, please God, let us clear it. And I know as an adult, I have had that feeling of like, please let this work out okay. So to see that in that moment, I like really felt their pain, like really felt their pain. It's funny that that's the moment that you think of, whereas I'm like the next step ahead. It's not, please God, let us clear this. It's, oh fuck, that happened. Can we pretend it didn't happen? <laughs> like I'm, I feel like I'm living in that next one. <laughs> it definitely happened, but we have to go back in time. How can we go back in time? <laughs> Well, shit, and, like, if you, I don't know if that was really how it was on the ship, but, like, it's that, it's that moment of disaster, and we're, we're, like, living through a pandemic right now, it's, like, a slow motion disaster, but of, like, I mean, this happened all within, what, two and a half hours? Yeah, yeah, but it's, like, that, it's a disaster, but we don't know, they're not telling anybody yet, they're not telling anybody yet who's in the first class cabins, it's, like, we'll put on your life jackets and go out on the deck. And then everybody goes out on the deck, but it's like, it's too cold and noisy for them. So they go back inside and they have some brandy and they're just kind of like, eh, whatever. And I don't know. I definitely felt that feeling of like when disasters happen, there's groups of people who are always like, it's bad. It's terrible. We're all going to die. And then there's groups of people who are like, everyone remain calm. And then there's groups of people who are like, eh, it'll be fine. Eh, whatever. I could be always wrong remember, that. keep your head. Never no matter forget. what, any kind of disaster, 
Keep your head. Keep your head. Well, I was asking you guys about what size boat you've been on because I didn't know if I should tell my whale watching tour story about the time that I puked my guts out. But I did see a blue whale, and that's probably the biggest boat I've ever been on. Haven't you had a lot of puke your guts out stories? Yeah, I've thrown up a lot, that's, quite a bit. It's just, she yeah. Doesn't have it's just part of me. It's just something I do. <laughs> just who you are. It's just, it's just a part of my personality. <laughs> like, if you were to ask me to describe my friend Leah, one of the things that would come up is sometimes she throws up when she cleans a litter box. <laughs> I just think that's so bizarre. <laughs> I should put do that you in really? my next, like, two truths and a lie. Sometimes the smell gets to me, and I just like, yeah, I'll throw up. Like, like I have picked up, I have picked up dog, warm dog poop in my hand and not thrown up. No, I've, I've not like yeah. I wanted to, but it's happened. It doesn't happen all the time. It's just happened. Like there are some times where I'm just like maybe having a bad time and like, it could be like a span of weeks where, you know, my like sm- sense of smell is super sensitive and it just gets to me. I don't know how else to explain it. What other questions did you have? Um, I was so I was wondering if this if we consider this Leo's breakthrough film because I feel like the Leo we see in this movie is different than the Leo we have now. I think this is the one that really sent him skyrocketing for sure. I mean, as far as uh, getting noticed in the public, yeah, yeah, being noticed in the public eye, being for being a star. I think this is what really made him a star. Yeah, I agree with that. Like this was uh. This kind of, I, I think he would have gotten there anyway, but this was the one that kind of catapulted him to, like, he was, I don't remember specifically, you know, where he, like, what people were saying at the time, but I, I feel like this just catapulted him to, like, superstar status. Mm-hmm. Like, people were seeing this movie, I think, or at least a lot of young girls were seeing this movie because of him. And I, and I remember reading a... Uh, an interview with uh, James Cameron. And I, and this may have been the McConaughey thing where he, he said that McConaughey McConaughey came in and read and he did well. And then Leo came in and he noticed like all of the girls and women in the room were just like kind of taken by him. And he realized like, this is the guy I need in my movie. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I think, I think he's made, well, I know he's made a lot better movies, but, this this was the one, you know, that kind of made. Yeah, him a talk about name. a good choice for him. <laughs> he makes good choices. Yeah, this was a good one, that's for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. I think up until this, he had he was one of those people who, I think everybody thought that he was probably that that he was a good actor, but he was either somebody who turned in really high quality performances, like what is it, A Boy's Life? Um, that's a kind of slightly fucked up really depressing movie which i, seen it. I love um oh, that's really good and and what's eating gilbert grape you know it's not like the movie is the greatest movie in the world but there again he turned in a really incredible performance and then on the other side he had you know kind of trying to make money and, and break into things like with romeo and juliet and which he still gave it his all so Fuck, i think that's so doing titanic but no i'm saying doing titanic he he brought them both together he was in the spotlight and doing a pretty decent job although i gotta tell you i can't like 
there was just so much shrillness when I was watching it last night. I just couldn't, I couldn't handle him either. He was so excitable and just kind of like everything was so loud and screamy and shrill. But he, and... he was a kid. I mean, yeah, I know. And I think that's, I think that's a big part and of it. And you, that's, like, I had and you that hate kids. I so do. It's true. And yeah, yeah, I know. Honestly, I would have been on that boat and I just would have been like, if I had seen them running all over the place and play spitting and screaming, Jack Rose, Jack Rose, I would have knocked them overboard. Like, I feel like you would have been one of the ones that, like, as soon as the ship starts going down, you just jump off. Like, <laughs> I got to get out of here. I'm done. <laughs> I'm not going to be trapped in one of those lifeboats with all of these assholes right. either. Close quarters. I would just She'll go back to my room and lock the water. The <laughs> so, Mike... Um, overall impressions, you, you said that you actually liked it more than you thought you would, or that you at least liked it, but. Yeah, I don't but, know that it was more than I thought. Um, but like I was, yeah, I was entertained. I enjoyed myself. I, uh, was pretty, it got a little saggy in the middle, <laughs> you yeah. know, that middle, maybe middle hour, but, um, yeah, I just thought it was like, it was an entertaining movie, like. I agree that I would probably rather see, like, if you're going to make a movie about the Titanic, like, this probably isn't the version that I want to see. Do you want to see the real, the actual story? Like, give me something more about, like, like a Crimson Tide where you're just, like, with, you're spending more time with the captain and the the guys and the, you know, um, just all the employees, like... you know, the, the nitty gritty of that stuff rather than everybody running around like having sex. But um, I try to look at like the movie that they made. Right. And not try to look at it as the movie I wish been. they made. Yeah. But so like for what it was, yeah, I, I was I was entertained. What is it's be, uh, like I, I have a problem with romance in, in general, but what is your favorite romance movie then? Um, my favorite romance, the one that comes to mind, I wouldn't say I'm a big romance fan, but the one that comes to mind is La La Land. Cause I, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. I still I haven't seen it. I love that movie. And, uh, I mean, obviously I love Ryan Gosling, but that. Mm-hmm. And Some people think Ryan Gosling is more attractive than Sebastian Stan. I don't understand <laughs> these things. I mean, that's. But apparently they're out there. <laughs> That's like such a hot take from you, and you act like it's not. <laughs> so obvious. Um, but the, I mean, yeah, that 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 would definitely be like that's one of that's just become one of my favorite movies. Um, yeah. and I don't even like musicals, or I'm I fine with musicals. Too. Yeah, why don't we do La La Land? I know. Maybe we should I do. Have, it I haven't seen it. Oh, so we could do like a whole twist on on this particular special guest podcast. On our next special guest podcast, we are both the virgins. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I can do the intro. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Leah, what's you your when... favorite romance? So we've talked about we. This is an ongoing debate um, among us, and I guess I was curious if we could talk about it a little bit. Um, is Timothy Chalamet the next Leonardo DiCaprio? That's and a good so, question, Leah. If, if so, where is he in his 
DiCaprio-esque journey into you know, whatever. Before before we enter that, let me just ask this. If they were going to make Titanic now, who plays Jack? Are you about to say Timmy? Is that... Uh, I, don't, I mean, what are... I don't know how, it, I don't know how it's not Timmy. I mean... Yeah. I don't know how it's not Timmy either, but I guess I'm wondering what my options are because I really am not that familiar with these young Hollywood kids. Like what I would about Tom Holland. Tom Holland honestly is a really good option. He's, he's really cute, and he's already drowned in a movie. He's my go-to kind of for this young because because I'm like I'll be like Miles Teller. No, Miles Teller is not an option. No, Miles Teller no, sucks, no. and he's old. No. He might be an option for Luke Cal. <laughs> he's kind um, of an asshole. So yeah, actually, he would be a great Cal. Yeah. Ansel Elgort? No, fuck that. I hate that kid. I hate him too. <laughs> I mean, there there aren't that like you have to you, you have to this is a huge big budget movie and you have to have a young actor, you know, early 20s I guess, who can carry it because there's like I don't know. I I don't know, I, I don't know. there's many is that kid. I don't Oh, I think I, he, he doesn't. I don't think he carries anything. I don't. I don't see it. He just he feels very um, shallow to me. Like I don't see any life in him. So you didn't like him in Little Women? No, I did not. I, I mean, I didn't hate him. I didn't think he was terrible, but I didn't get anything from him. Like if we're talking about a, a charisma, uh, a, a DiCaprio type charisma or a DiCaprio type intensity because that's one of the things that we were really honing in on before is that Leonardo DiCaprio he's got a lot of, of, of fire in him mm -hmm. and Timothy Chalamet just feels very dull to me like I don't see any fire in him at all I'm sometimes not even when I watch him I'm not 100% sure he's awake yeah I do kind of agree with that because I feel as though when I'm watching Leo or when I was at least watching him in Titanic I didn't want to take my eyes off of him and I could take my eyes off of Chalamet and Little Women, but he wasn't playing a main role. I don't think I've ever seen him in a. He wasn't playing a main. But think about think about Christian Bale as Lord. Okay. I mean, I feel like he was a main role, even right, if he but wasn't. I think that's because you're too obsessed with Bale, and you're no, you're too obsessed with that version of the movie. Like you're just. Oh, I, I do love that movie, but one of the reasons I love that movie is because. Somebody like Christian Bale has a ton of, of charisma. And I do think that he carried that in a lot of ways. I think you brought just too much baggage into The New Little Women. Because the whole scene where Chalamet um, bears his soul to Joe, like, that completely worked for me. And, and I, I, was, I, I had seen the previous version, but I just had no recollection of it. So, like, I was just completely bought in. And, like, um, I mean, he was, I, I felt like he was giving it. You know, like, he was, you talk about him being bland. Like, I thought he was kind of letting it all out there. But, mm -hmm. again, I, I don't, I watched the Christian Bale scene on YouTube, and I'm just, you know, I'm shrugging my shoulders. I, I didn't get it. So, well, maybe we're, we're just. Well, you need to watch it in the context. It's kind of out of context. Yeah. Movie, well, I, I know the movie, though. YouTube, I know the story. I mean, it doesn't matter. That's fair. I'm just. 
<laughs> I watched. I mean, it if on- you if you had not watched Titanic the other night and you had just seen the hand hitting the glass, you might have thought that, that was Leonardo DiCaprio. Like that's what that's happens true. without context. I still need to see Call Me by Your Name because I think that might help. But he's gonna be the he's gonna be Dune. what's his face in Dune, which is a really fucking big deal. But Dune, there is a quality about Dune that is very um, subdued, and I feel like he could he could do that, maybe hopefully he could do. That, that what really is the name? Of... What do you call your desert mouse? Yes, Muadib. Exactly. Then I shall be called Muadib. The movie that <laughs> kind of changed my tune on Chalamet was Beautiful Boy. Um, I'd never. I don't feel like I had seen a lot of him. I actually haven't seen Call Me by Your Call Me by Your Name, but Beautiful Boy, like that was the one where I was like, okay, like I'm a fan of this kid now. Um, and yeah, like Dune is like that's gonna be a really big movie, big budget, and he's kind of the lead of it as far as I know. So maybe we'll see. Maybe we'll see. You know, if he can, I don't think that's the type of movie he has to carry because it's like a big kind of sci-fi ish with a, big cast a lot too. of people. Yeah. But you know, honestly, I don't know that I would ever say that Chalamet is as good as Leo, but I just kind of see them as a, a similar trajectory. And part of it is even like their their build, um, just kind of scrawny, um, and, and I. I wonder as he gets older, if he kind of, you know, bulks up a little bit. I just, I think he's really talented. I think, I think his look, like he can be kind of the leading man, but also he can be a bit um, scraggly too. Do you Uh, feel the same way about Leo? That he can be scraggly? Yeah. Uh, I think he better. can be. He, he just doesn't. Hair. You know, he was pretty scraggly in the in the Revenant, right? I hated yeah, that movie. Was, yeah. I didn't hate it. it I just didn't. Stupid. I just didn't stupid. really care. I mean, I really liked it, but it, whether you whether you like it or not, like you both saw it, and it was that movie was incredibly shot. Uh, yeah, and that's what I, that's why I wanted to see it. Really, it, it actually had nothing to do with Leo. It was more even just from the trailers and from whatever everybody was saying. It was beautiful. It just yeah. looked so beautiful. I guess I mean, when you say when you say scraggly, Mike, it just makes me think not pretty. And scraggly is hot. Like he's scraggly in The Departed. Uh, he's. Uh, I don't know. When I think of scraggly, though, I think of like kind of a little bit dirty also and i don't think leonardo dicaprio can really pull off dirty like he's really hard for him to grow facial hair and no he's still he was really he he was really dirty in the revenant i mean he was dirty in the revenant for sure he was kind of dirty in django too yeah he was like but these are also very adult roles i mean you're kind of comparing him to timothy chalamet talking about more childlike roles too yeah it's like talking about tom holland being dirty it's like yeah what that doesn't even make sense i don't understand what you're saying right (laughs) he is so fucking incredible he's so cute like if i i should be watching that him doing the 
Rihanna umbrella dance like every day because it's like it the best thing. It makes me so happy. It makes yeah. me so happy. I've never seen it. Oh my God, Mike, it's so good. I'm pretty sure well, I sent Leah it will send it to you. She'll I'll send, it, I'll to send you it to you. Like, it's one of the best things the internet has ever been. The internet didn't produce it, it's the yeah, lip sync battle, right. but um, it's, so good. it's just magic. And his relationship with Zendaya or Zendaya, or however you say her name, who I also love, who is in Euphoria, which is amazing. And I know you guys haven't watched it. Complete and total, like, sidebar. But it's not for me. I, I don't think it's I don't for, think it's for me. Yeah. And I don't think it's for me. I do love her. I think she's great. But I don't think that. I have a feeling that show would just really, really bother me. I think <laughs> like, it would. I would just be. It's a lot of kids. Going, These damn stupid. kids. Yeah. No, yeah. you would hate it. So Leo is a guy for me that, like, I guess it helps that he doesn't make a ton of movies, but I will see every single thing that he does, at least going forward. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I don't have a lot of the other uh, old stuff, yeah, right? I still got to see the beach. Um, you have? Have you seen A Boy's Life? No. And Gilbert Grape. Ba- you haven't seen Gilbert Grape. I haven't Grape. seen Gilbert Grape. I haven't seen Basketball Diaries. Oh yeah, I've seen yeah. Basketball Mike, Diaries. Shit, get on it, Bob. Mike. I need to go back. Yeah. Um, so We're Leo in quarantine is, right now. You got nothing else to do. Yeah. He's in quarantine with his children. It's different than it's different than it is for us. <laughs> they'll, they'll love basketball diaries. <laughs> totally fine for them. <laughs> but it is it is kind of true though. Sports aren't a thing right now. Like yeah. all you got I'm, is movies. I mean, I've been working my way through some stuff. Uh, some stuff. <laughs> I mean, it took like three nights to watch this movie. So. Oh my god. It t- I'm it not gonna actually, lie. It took me two nights too. I where did you pause it. it? Where did you stop it, Mike? It was actually only two nights, but it was uh, there was about an hour and ten minutes left. So the ship had started going down, but it had it had a little while. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's kind of part of my life now. It you know, ten years ago, I would have never dreamed of watching a movie in two sittings, and now. Like, no choice. <laughs> I, pref- I prefer not to do it. But, you know, like when we watched The Irishman, it wasn't like, let's try, let's see if we can do it all in one night. It's just like, well, let's find two nights and we'll knock it out. I'll even do that sometimes with television shows where it's like, I'll watch 25 minutes of an hour long show. Wow. And then it's just, you know, I don't it's think my I life. To it after that. I had to take a day off work to watch The Irishman. <laughs> Sure. How I mean, single I, user vacation time. I took a day off right. to watch the Irishman. I also like made Christmas cookies at the same ever. time. I what? made Christmas cookies and watched the Irishman. Well, that was okay. my day off. I mean, that's fine. That's an okay thing. Yeah. So, do you guys have any actors, or actresses, where you will see everything they do? The the season pass, as some people call it. No. Yeah. Um. Well, I don't know. Maybe not everything, though. Yeah, maybe not everything. Do you have I a did director sh- like Scorsese? Like, you want to see everything he does? I will see everything Scorsese does, yeah. I won't like but it you, all. But have you seen everything like he's done? Because he's made a lot not of stuff. Everything. Not no, everything. No, there's still some stuff I have to go back to. Um, most of there's it, a, but yeah. There's a lot of newer directors that I'll see everything. But, like, Scorsese and Spielberg, like... Yeah, you almost, just, you almost have to anyway. Like, those are going to be thrown in your face regardless. They've just, but they've they've just made so much. Like I, you know, I've probably only seen half of Spielberg's movies because he's just mm-hmm. churning them out. 
Um, but you know, Tarantino, I watch them all. Christopher Nolan, all of them. Yeah, yeah. Christopher Nolan's a good one. Um, you know, for me, when I, I was know, it's, I, sorry, I, I was just gonna say, I, I, I really care more about the movie. I will see a movie that has people in it who I love, even if the movie doesn't really appeal to me. Like, I've definitely seen some really shitty movies just because it has somebody who I really love in it. Like that movie with Jeffrey Dean Morgan? Yeah, that was really bad. That's really (laughs) fucking bad. Jeffrey Dean, you let me down. Jeffrey Dean Morgan? Jeffrey Dean Morgan, he made this movie and it was like, it, it sound, but it, the thing is, is it did sound like it could be a good movie. It sounded like it was going to be kind of a la seven, you know, it just wasn't, it was just awful. It was a la shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty bad. So I think, I think there have been times where like, peer, like, so Will Smith, I was obsessed with him in high school. So I wanted to see everything that he did. And then, uh, Channing Tatum. Like, I wanted, I even saw, I think I saw The Eagle in theaters. Terrible fucking movie. Oh, yikes. Yeah. Yeah, I regret that. But I get it. I've, so back in the day, before the interwebs and, you know, downloading shit, you had to actually buy movies. I have bought a lot of really bad movies, like, in my Jude Law phase, my Christian Bale phase, my Ewan McGregor phase. Those three in particular have made some really, 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 really really bad movies like just random obscure terrible films that i have paid good money for and waited weeks and weeks and weeks for them to come over to me from who knows where so i get it and i still will sometimes i'll I'll still pay for things sometimes there was um joseph gordon lovett um fuck it was like a like a jersey movie um don juan Yes, I paid for that movie, and it wasn't that bad. It wasn't like terrible, but I actually bought that movie because I wanted to see it. <laughs> the movie virgins. So, Mike, you were saying there's a movie coming out on HBO called Bad Education. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and Lindsay's and really excited. I'm really excited. Hugh Jackman. He based on a true story about somebody embezzling funds from like their high school. It looks amazing. Oh yeah, okay. I did. I think I did see this one. Mm-hmm. Huh. There's a new Hugh Jackman. Love you, Jack too. There's a Chris I... Hemsworth movie coming out on uh, Netflix. Mm. Yeah, it I looks bad. I'll watch Ex- that. I'll watch a bad Chris Hemsworth movie. Absolutely. I won't. I will not watch a bad Chris Hemsworth movie. That it just looks like. Uh, it just looks bad. Like just so generic. Yeah. So generic. But, but Mike, but Chris Hemsworth. I, I can respect it. Yeah. So you, but you would take Sebastian Stan over Chris Chris Hemsworth. Is that accurate? Um. Yeah. I think I think Chris Hemsworth is probably one of the sexiest people on the planet. Um. But I I, I like him tall and dark and a little dirty. And I feel like Sebastian Stan has that going. I don't feel I, like so he's I tall or dark. Stan, He's not tall. He is, he's six foot. That's tall. I'm not saying you got to be like six eight, but if you're, I think he's six foot or six one. So yeah, I'll call you tall. He's um, not dark. He's not what? Dark. dark. What? Well, I mean, he's not black, but he's got dark hair. Uh, you know. He's a bit pale, I think. 
He's a little bit, he's a bit pale. <laughs> he's not super pale. He's not like Leah's gonna be in love with him kind of pale. No, you gotta be really pale. You gotta be like, like translucent. Asking for skin cancer. So, ending, endings, <laughs> beginnings, is a movie that I just bought because it's only available for purchase, and it's because it has Sebastian Stan. And I thought it was gonna end up being one of those movies that. Here I am paying money again for something just because it has somebody I like in it and it's going to be crap. And I actually really liked it. And it's uh, the exact opposite of something like a Titanic where, you know, there's a whole lot of bitterness involved and questioning of what love even really is and if it really even exists and can we actually find it and but I, I felt like all of the, I'm a character person too. And I felt like all of the characters in that movie were really well drawn. Um, and that I think also is part of the problem that I have with something like Titanic or a lot of romance movies in general is a lot of the characters are just so cliched and They're characters. overdone. Yeah. Fabrizio, the Italian friend. Who doesn't even have an Italian accent. That's worth No, and when they're all, when they're all introducing themselves to like, like Leonardo's introduced, they're introducing himself to the Irish guy whose name I can't remember, Tommy something. And uh, Jack's like, I'm Jack Dawson. And Tommy's like, I'm Tommy last name. And Fabrizio's like, I'm Fabrizio. Like, I'm Fabrizio. <laughs> Give me a meatball. <laughs> like uh, when uh, Tommy gets shot and Fabrizio's big moment is like, Bastardo. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they're, they're caricatures. They're not, they don't feel like real people. Yeah, so Lindsay, is is there a romance movie that really speaks to you? I don't think so. Oh, I I, I like things that are more real and more complex, or things that are just crazy out there. So like romantic comedies, I can I can have a really good time with. Um, like Bridesmaids is a little bit of a romantic comedy. Um, 10 Things I Hate About You, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Like, those are movies that I can... Even 28 Dresses. Oh, it's not good. It's not good. But I can sit there and watch it all day long. It's entertaining. Um, because, yeah, because I go into it thinking this isn't going to be anything more than just kind of silly schlock. And I mean, I like Knocked Up so is another good. one. That's a romantic comedy. Great, yeah. Yeah. Um, but as far as something that has, like, serious romance to it, I, I, I feel like I need it to be kind of dark and tragic for me to get into it. And even then, I just, no, I don't know. I, I don't buy the the schlop. I just don't. Like, Nicholas Sparks, what you're selling, I'm not buying. So, and I'm not saying so that Titanic I haven't isn't dark and tragic that. enough for you? Like, she literally yeah, has way. to take his frozen hand off of hers. It's, it's you know what it really, it's just too cliche. It's just, it's just too cliche. It's just too much. You're right. Cheese. I can't handle like I can't handle like over. the constant gentle caresses and like Jack ah, any kind of I just don't I want like give me fighting I, I uh, a marriage story okay we probably shouldn't call that a romance but <laughs> <laughs> but, but that was real and um, gritty and it, that makes me feel. I guess that's what I'm getting at. Romance movies don't tend to make me feel because they're so not real. But I like to just get swept away by it. 
right? I don't get swept away though. I just, because I'm not feeling it. If I'm not feeling it, I'm not going to get swept away. Just like you said that you don't like really depressing movies. And I don't understand that. (laughs) I don't understand how you couldn't want to get swept away into like a depressed mode. I don't know. It doesn't sweep me. 500 Days of Summer. You like that one? Thumbs down. Uh, I I love that movie. But Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind. Love. And that was a little bit, uh, a little bit dark and weird and twisted of a romance. Um, you mm-hmm. like Away We Go, right? I do like Away We Go. Away We Go is really sweet. Yeah. See, yeah, see, there's one. But I feel oh, like and, uh, Crazy Stupid romantic Love. Comedy. Crazy Stupid yeah. Love, I put more in kind of the romantic comedy section too. Um, but it's yeah. not slapstick. So. Yeah, I love that movie, but I don't get swept away with the romance necessarily but that's pretty rare i I just think it's a fun movie and it's cute la la land i got swept away but i don't get swept away very often i do intend to see that i just haven't yet i feel like i'm not big on musicals so i feel like i need to be in a mood yeah i have a little bit of fear of you guys watch like it, that's a movie that means a lot to me, and I, and I don't want to have to come on here and like try to. <laughs> you don't want to stretch, like yeah, Lindsay just ripping it apart. I don't think I, I would. I don't think I would. I don't think that I would. I mean, I like Emma Stone and I like Ryan Gosling, and I have seen a couple of clips from that movie that I thought were really sweet, and um, so yeah, I don't think I would hate it. I just it. For some reason, it just didn't. I like musicals, and I like dance. Like I watched actually bought the sound of music last weekend i think that was my saturday night i drank wine and sang along to the sound of music felt good felt real good that's so sweet and sad i think i think <laughs> i i might do it again maybe some weekend with oklahoma i do love that one too i've never i've never actually seen oklahoma oh, i never so have either no. so i don't know that i've seen all of sound of music because grow, growing Honestly, up, if you turned it off around the time they started fleeing the Nazis, you still got the best part of it. That was so. probably it, because in elementary school growing up, uh, we would have music class like twice a week. And like the last week um, before Christmas break every year, we would watch The Sound of Music in class, which was like 30 minutes and yeah. we would watch it twice. And so I basically seen the first hour you know, six Over. times. Um, so. I hate when schools do that. That's why I've seen Beauty and the Beast in French more times than I've seen it in English. Like, why do we have to show this movie, the same movie, over and over and over again? That was for French class, though, not, you know, music class. <laughs> right. All right. Well, do you guys have any other thoughts or things that you want to discuss about Titani? Titani. I, I am curious how we feel about the Oscar win now that we're 20 years past. I'm Do okay you... with it. I Okay, okay, because I was thinking, is this one of the best movies of that decade slash and maybe the century? What else was nominated in 97? Do we know? Goodwill I mean, Hunting. Know. Are you Ooh. fucking kidding me? This one over Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Well, there you have it. <laughs> I am justified in my saying this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. I mean, guys, it made so much money. It made so much money. Just turning it into a 
political money field shit show, Leah. It says I mean, sex, it... And, sex and nudity moderate. <laughs> <laughs> I have to um, say it, it it is rare, very rare nowadays that a like a huge blockbuster that makes so much money is also so critically acclaimed. Because yeah. End Endgame is just done. It did gangbusters, but you know, aside from effects or costumes or something, it's not winning awards. I was gonna talk about it, right? And this I one, mean, I would say, Lord of the Rings was probably among the last yeah. one because that was <laughs> turn of the century. Yeah, and that was the third one, Return mm-hmm. of the King. Yeah, that finally won. Wow, what a year! From I mean, the nineties. I do feel like this has got to be one of the best films of the 90s. The, yeah. Oh, what about Legends of the Fall? That was in mm-hmm. 97. That was before that. But thinking of, like, first of all, thinking of a qu- high-quality, sweeping, epic, quite frankly, romantic movie, ten times better than Titanic. You know, I, I actually wanted times. the... I wanted the theme song of Legends of the Fall to be what Rachel walked down the aisle to. Um, no way. She said no. <laughs> <laughs> she she thought it was too sad. Um, yeah. But it's very. But sweet it is to me. beautiful music. Yeah. Yeah. How does it? And, wait. How does it go? I can't think of it. Sing it. Well, sing it. It it's hum it, it's like, instrumental. Yeah. Go I ahead. Know, and hum, hum it. Hum it. I can't hum it. It's been a really long time, but I can try to find it. Yeah. The, you know, can I play it over the... Uh, you want me to yeah. play it for you guys? Yeah. yeah. We, we got to be you, ca- careful of copyright, though. That's right? just true. Leah will look just into it. She'll take care of it. It's fine. Right. We're just playing a snippet. Can you hear it? Barely. Da-da-da-da. Da-da-da-da. Yeah. That would have been a good aisle song. Except, yeah. honestly, every time I hear that, all I can think about is um, what's-his-face playing it on the piano just before he goes to World War One and gets killed brutally. Henry Thomas. And has his heart cut out. And has his heart cut out by his brother. God damn you, God! Best line in any movie ever. Uh, no, agree to disagree. But, uh, you know. I, I do think that this... How is that, how is that better than scrum? <laughs> It's not even the best line of the movie. I feel like some of the, t- the Titanic score, I mean, listening to it last night, I mean, it brings back memories. Like, it's very recognizable to me. Um, and I that's listened, song, I mean, I didn't I really listen to the Titanic song. soundtrack a lot. Like, I had it, and I, as much as the movie did not hit it for me and make me feel the score and that stupid fucking song, mm-hmm. that hit my teenage heart. I feel, I, mean, I feel like the entire score was that song, just notes. In different like, different. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's very similar, yeah. Well, I think the score came before the song. Like, um, I don't know. I think I it did. Um, I, thinking about Leonardo DiCaprio, too, in music, like, seeing him, when that moment when they're on the front of the ship, and he, she's like, come back, and she's like, I've changed my mind, like, let's be together. And he has her climb up on the rail and close her eyes and everything. Like, that moment really, really stuck with me when I was, I don't know, what, 18? I would have been probably 18 at the time. Nah, 17. You anyway. To, you wanted to fly? I didn't want to fly, but that, like, he sings to her, and I just, 
And watching it last night, I remember thinking, like, it. I was really swept away by that. Um, mm. That and, and I was reading that it they did that over many, like, handful of days because they wanted to get it right when the sun was just right. So the lighting was natural in that, in that shot, which I think is pretty great. Um, I mean, that's what I think about when I think about Titanic. I don't necessarily think, which is terrible to say because the ship sinking is why the fuck they made the movie, but... But that's not, like, let's be clear. They called it Titanic, and they placed it during that time and what happened. But that's not what this movie is about. It's not even what the guy who's supposedly, you know, going through Titanic wreckage is about. He's looking for a fucking necklace. And then this old lady tells a story about how she got laid back in the day. And that's what the movie's about. Old ladies getting some. Yeah. I'm just yeah, saying, I, don't don't feel guilty about you know overlooking this tragedy. That's not what this movie. It's been eighty four years. I don't think anybody who thinks of the movie Titanic actually thinks like the first thing they think about is the actual Titanic sinking. Like it's they just think of Leo. They think of Leo. Yeah. Yeah, they think of Jack and Rose. Jack, Rose, Jack, <laughs> Rose, Jack. Which to their, I mean, to their credit, it's. I mean, it's they uh, they made an iconic movie. <laughs> I mean, they did. That's what I'm saying. I think it's definitely one of the best of the decade, and probably in the top 100 of the century. It's gotta I mean, be. I have made a lot of lists of movies. You know, top tens, decade lists, century lists. I I don't think I've actually gone back that far. But what would you say stuck out from the 90s as being, you know, a better... Schindler's List was in the 90s. Let's be clear. Schindler's fucking list and Saving Private Ryan, both of those were in the 90s. And you want to put Titanic on a pedestal next to those movies? Batman Forever? (laughs) That was the 90s. It's my favorite Batman movie. Is it really? Yeah. Val Kilmer. Oh my gosh. I don't understand how we have a movie podcast together. (laughs) I mean, the, like the early nineties for me were all like, that was still like a big action period time for me. You know, your speeds, your Terminator twos, your true Mm -hmm. lies, as well as, you know, dumb and dumber and, um, dude, where's my car was late nineties. Ace Ventura. (laughs) Dead Man on the Campus. Thru- was, was the Truman nineties. Show in the nineties? Because that's a damn good movie. Yeah. That might yeah. have been the early two thousands. No, it, I'm pretty sure it was in high school. I'm pretty sure. Damn good movie. So I'm trying to look up the movies from the nineties and see my uh, highest ratings. So I can I can run you through real quick for me. Your top nineties. I mean, Pulp not fiction. in any not in any order. Just but Pulp- yeah. Pulp Fiction, Shawshank Redemption, Goodfellas, Jurassic Park, Goodwill Hunting, Saving Private Ryan, Terminator 2, Usual Suspects, Dumb and Dumber, Office Space, Happy Gilmore, A Few Good Men, Sandlot, Fight Club. It's a good list. Are there better films in there than Titanic? Yes. Yes. But I feel like Titanic is this kind of epic moment that we all shared together, except for you, Mike. Mike, you missed out on the moment. I missed it. I know. (sighs) And I think that's important. 
a very uh, but that doesn't moment. that doesn't make it a good movie though that's my point i i don't disagree with you at all that it's something that i would i would say everyone should see the movie virgins okay so we have lost Lindsay. her modem is crap and uh i'm she's sure not coming what, back she's not coming back she's gone she's lost to the internet so it's just me and Mike for this final little bit, and um, I just wanted to find. I just want to say, like, I'm glad we had this conversation. We came in knowing Lindsay hated Titanic and thought it was dumb. I like it. I still like it. And Mike, you popped your cherry. So, do you have any final thoughts on Titani? Yeah, it's, it's not as good as a movie that wins. 11 Oscars should be, but it's entertaining. It does what it wants. You know, if I was going to make a movie about the Titanic, this isn't what it would be. But for what it is, um, I was entertained. Leo's great. Billy Zane sucks. And uh, that's it. <laughs> All right. That's a, good, that's a good final thought. Um. Yeah, well, I still think it's great. And I hope that anybody who else who out in the world who, if they must exist, other people who haven't seen it. So I hope they watch it, too. I feel like everybody should see it at least once. Um, all right. Well, thank you for joining us. It was really Thanks nice having, having you. And we'll probably should have you again. We have lots of ideas for other movies we can watch where, where some combination of us has seen it and not seen it. So we'll do that. All right. Thank you, Mike. See ya. Bye, everybody. The Movie Virgins. Hey, people. This is Leah. Thank you for listening, as always. Uh, we hope you enjoyed that episode where we were hanging out with our good friend Mike Sheets, uh, talking about Titanic. It was a lot of fun. Um, it was actually more fun after Lindsay fell off the call. Just kidding. Uh, but I, I do appreciate that the last thing that she said, or at least the last thing that I have her saying, is that everyone should see the film. Um she may have something else to say about that if she ever listens to this episode. We'll find out. Um, so next week we have for you an episode on My Cousin Vinny, which was Lindsay's pick and was a welcome reprieve from all of the sad, depressing bullshit that she's been making me watch lately. Um, E.g. Terms of Endearment, which I still haven't gotten over. So that should be fun. Uh, so check that out next week. Um, in the meantime, you know, wherever you're listening, please subscribe, rate us, leave us a review. We'd love that. We really want to hear from you, whether you loved it or hated it or whatever it. We hope everybody is staying safe out there and healthy. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Check you later. One last thing. The music in this episode was written and performed by Melissa Powers. 